Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P-Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman! Today we begin an exciting new story, a story that endangers the most carefully guarded secret of Superman's life. His double identity. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, I know a lot of fellas and girls who are all hepped up about how keen Kellogg's Pep tastes at breakfast. They say it's a super terrific dish, or a super duper, or just plain super. But no matter how you say it, it all comes down to the fact that if you're hep to Pep, you're hep to some super delicious eating. Why, just one glimpse at those crispy whole wheat flakes will tell you that. They're tender and delicate and toasted golden brown. And flavor? Why, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's loaded with sunny golden toasted flavor that sure tickles your taste. Every spoonful calls for more. Fact is, gang, Kellogg's Pep is really on the sunbeam. Makes breakfast so terrific, you'll want to eat hearty. You don't want to leave one single flake in your bowl. And that's the right angle, gang, especially nowadays when the cereal grains, like the whole wheat and pep, are being sent to fellas and girls overseas. So get hep to pep, gang. When Mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocers, don't waste it. If you pour your own pep, pour it carefully and polish off every bit you pour out. Pass the word along to the rest of your family, too. Just remember, eat all your pep. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Following his spectacular victory over the wrecks of Bolomar, Superman and his guise of the mild-mannered reporter Clark Kent returned to the Daily Planet, where he received a startling surprise. In his office, he found a square-set, square-faced man with a heavy mustache waiting for him, a black derby hat and a rolled umbrella across his knees. As Kent entered, the stranger arose. Stretching out his hand, he inquired... Kent? Yes? Mr. Clark Kent? That's right. Uh, Who are you? I'm happy to make your acquaintance, Superman. What? I said I'm happy to make your acquaintance, Superman. I've come a long way for the pleasure of meeting you. But now, now, my dear chap, no need to be alarmed. Your secret's quite safe with me, for the time being, at least. Now, wait a minute. There must be some mistake. No, no, sir. No mistake at all. But you... You, you called me Superman. Come, come. You're not denying it, are you? I don't quite understand this. Just who are you? My card, sir. Thank you. Mr. Herbert Calkins, St. John's Wood, London, Southwest. Exactly. And now, sir... Wait a minute, you're... Yes? Why, uh... uh... Go on. Mm-hmm. 
You were about to read the printing under the inked-out line in the corner. Oh, how could I do that? Whatever was printed there is hidden by a heavy line of ink. Oh, you think fast, Mr. Kent. What do you mean? I mean that as Superman, you have X-ray vision. You can easily see what's covered by the ink. Oh, well, no hard feelings. I should have known you'd be clever enough to escape that little trap. Look here, Mr. Hawkins. This little joke has gone far enough. I don't know what you're here for, but I'm really quite busy, so if you'll state your business... Uh, Why, may I suggest we talk over dinner? Well, I happen to know quite an excellent cafe near here. The food's capital, and there's no beastly hubbub. We can talk undisturbed. Thank you, but can't we talk right here? I don't want to seem rude, but I'm really quite busy. I promise that you'll find what I have to say more interesting and far more important than any routine matters here. Hmm? Mr. Kent... All right. All right, I'll have dinner with you, Mr. Calkins. <laughs> I thought you would. Shall we go? Capital dinner, eh? What? Yes, yes, very good. Cigar with your coffee? No, thanks, I never smoke. Nor drink? No, I never drink either. Neither does Superman. <laughs> does that make me Superman? That and quite a few other things. Oh? I presume you still insist that you were unable to read the inked-out line on my card? Do we have to go into that again? It would save a good deal of time if you admitted your identity to me at once. But since you won't, I'll tell you, quite unnecessarily, I'm sure, that the inked-out line read Scotland Yard. Oh, yes, of course. You're the famous Scotland Yard detective, the fellow they call the, 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 the super sleuth over there. Oh, I was with Scotland Yard for 30 years. Of course. Until the day the war ended. Then I decided my country could spare me and I could devote all my time to you, Mr. Kent. To me? Yes. You see, I was becoming quite bored. Most cases, difficult as they appeared at first, were rather easily solved. Some of them took more time and patience than others. That's all. But in the end, they all came out alike because practically all criminals, clever as they think themselves, make one little mistake. For me, it became merely a process of ferreting out that little mistake, then getting my man. I see, but... I'm coming to that. What does it all have to do with me? I'm not a criminal. I'm coming to it. As I say, I became bored at Scotland Yard. I wanted a mystery that would really test my mettle. Well... Now i found it. <laughs> From what you said before, I gather this, this mystery has something to do with me. It has everything to do with you, sir. You see, I decided long ago that Superman must have a double identity. Oh? My research, and very careful research it was, sir, led me to the inescapable conclusion that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same person. <laughs> me, Superman. <laughs> Oh, you're very flattering, Mr. Corgan. Not at all. You see, my research showed that the Metropolis Daily Planet alone had some contact, official or unofficial, with Superman. Well, couldn't that be coincidence? Yes, it could be coincidence, but I was convinced it wasn't. And that made sense, too, you know. Superman devotes his great powers to the cause of tolerance and justice. Where could he be in a better position to discover where he was needed than on a great newspaper? But I still don't see how that... Quiet, old chap. There's somebody coming over here. Oh, oh, the waiter. Just as well be careful. More coffee, gentlemen. Mm, I'll have a little. Yes, sir. 
you, sir. No, no, none for me, thanks. Well, thank you, my man. That'll be all. Very well. Now, Mr. Kent, to continue. I really don't think it's necessary, Mr. Corkins. You mean you're willing to admit you're Superman? Nothing of the sort. Frankly, the whole thing is too... Well, it, it's too outlandish to waste more time on. But look here, I've now. got to get back to the office. We're putting out an extra edition on the Bolomar affair. So if you'll excuse me, Mr. Now, Corkins... wait, please. I'll... I noticed your story on that little affair scooped the whole world. Well, I, I was just lucky, I guess. Oh, don't be so modest. Isn't it because you were right on the scene as Superman? Now, look, Mr. Corkins, I'm Come not... Come now, Mr. Kent. I told you I had the goods on you, as you American chaps say. If you'll come up to my hotel suite, I'll show you enlarged, detailed photographs of yourself and Superman. Really? Yes. I'll show you plaster models made from those photographs, showing your identical measurements between the eyes, the identical lines of the nose and ears and mouth. Well, I'll show you a cast of Superman's footprint, the only one in existence. I'd like to see that stuff, Mr. Calkins. I'm sure I'd find it very interesting. Believe me, you would. And amusing. But some other time, perhaps, hmm? Right now, I have work to do. Take my word for it. You're wasting your time. Forget it. I've never wasted my time before, Mr. Kent. I'm so certain I'm right that I came all the way over here from England to prove it. Oh? And how do you propose to do that? I've arranged a little test for you. A test? <laughs> you mean you want me to jump off the insurance building observation tower, for instance, to see if I bounce? Oh, no. Nothing like that. This is a very simple test. It won't take more than a few seconds, and it'll prove without doubt that you are or are not Superman. What say? Are you game? Well, look, as I told you before, Mr. Corkins, I consider this a waste of time. And since I'm very busy, I'm afraid I must... I knew I was right. What? I must be, since you're afraid to make the test. Oh, I'm not afraid at all, but I don't it think... It appears that you are, Mr. Kent. And that satisfies me. I told you that if you cooperated with me, I would respect your secret as long as possible. But I'm But not... since you refuse, I consider myself at liberty to publish a report of my findings in book form. Book? A leading British publisher who has a large branch here in Metropolis is very eager to publish my book. Now, wait no, a minute. You, you, you can't do that. Uh, you then can't. submit to my little test. Now, look, I haven't time, and besides... The... I assure you it'll take only a few seconds. And since you say you must get back to your office, we can make the test there. Oh, but it's too silly. It, it, it... Now, look here, old chap. I'll make a bargain with you. A bargain? Yes. Submit to my little test. If you're not Superman, as you would have me believe, you have nothing to fear. But if you are Superman, well, I'll agree not to publish my book for at least five years. How does that strike you? I... What is the test? I can't tell you until we are ready to make it. And you want to make this test in my office? Righto. Well, what do you say? All right, Mr. Corkins, I agree. Come to my office. His square bulldog face beaming, the famous Scotland Yard detective accompanies a deeply worried Clark Kent from the restaurant. What is the test he has prepared for Kent? We'll know in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So stand by. Well, here we go, gang, off to a nifty start. Monday's the day we give out with a brand new pep dish of the week. And take it from me, this one's an SDD, a super delish dish for breakfast. It's called a pep double scoop. And it goes like this. 
You pour your portion of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in your bowl, uh, scoop out a hollow on each side, and fill in with juicy red raspberries. Add milk and sugar, and then let yourselves go. Honest, this Pep double scoop is a regular scooper-duper. Tomorrow at breakfast, you'll say, is this good, wasn't it? That's how fast you'll make it disappear. Just wait till you see what those crisp flakes of Kellogg's Pep do for the ripe red raspberries. A combination that's really slick and then some. And it's always that way with Pep, no matter how you serve it. Pep's sunshine flavor and golden toasted goodness are just naturally terrific. Bet you can't help eating every last bit in your bowl. And a good thing that is, especially nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls across the seas. Keep that in mind, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Handle the package carefully if you pour your own Pep and eat up every bit you pour out. Remember, eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Clark Kent and Herbert Calkins, famous Scotland Yard detective, have returned to the Daily Planet, where the staff is working overtime to publish a special edition. Following Kent into his office, Calkins closes the door carefully, then produces a small cylindrical tube and a tiny glass vial from his pocket. Now, Mr. Kent, the test, which will determine whether you are or are not Superman. Here. What's this? This little cylinder contains a sterilized needle. A needle? What are you going to do with... I want to prick your finger with this needle. What? If I can puncture your skin and draw blood, it'll prove that you are not Superman. Because Superman is known to have impenetrable skin. Oh, but if I cannot puncture your skin, then I'll prove what I'm sure is true. That you are Superman. Great Scott, I... Come, Mr. Kent. Hold out your hand. But, wait, I... I... Your hand, please, Mr. Kent. His mind racing desperately like a squirrel on a treadmill, Clark Kent hesitates, seeking some way out of this trap. For as he well knows, his skin cannot be punctured. How can Kent escape revealing the truth of his double identity to the astute master detective from Scotland Yard? Is his carefully guarded secret about to be revealed at last? Tomorrow's episode will keep you on the edges of your chairs, gang, as Superman matches wits with the cleverest opponent he has ever faced. So be sure to tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. You know, gang, famous names make history. And Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals, has made history with good breakfast eating for a long time. For example, Kellogg shredded wheat. So crisp, so toasty, so delicious. Tender plump biscuits, 15 of them to a package. That's 15 biscuits crammed with their own natural nut sweet flavor and made just the right size to fit the bowl. And remember, this is whole wheat, so it's good for you, too. Ask Mom for Kellogg shredded wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.